What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are back with our coverage of Showtime's Dexter New Blood with episode six titled Too Many Tuna Sandwiches. This was a good episode. I'm excited to talk about it. There's a bunch of different things. So I think structurally, we're going to go with one Dexter and Angela. We'll talk about just Dexter's identity and them going through that, um, which then will lead us to Molly and Dexter looking into Molly, which then will obviously lead us to Matt Daddy. And then that'll lead us to Harrison. And then, of course, the big Angela spelunking will leave to the end. So what do you think, Jam? How do you think Dexter handled being outed by Angela? It went exactly like we thought it would, to be honest. And he was pretty convincing, I would say. I mean, Angela gave him a little bit of a pass by letting him actually go to the station behind her and take that like five minutes to think and gather his thoughts. But we guessed exactly what it was going to be. You know, Dexter saying Rita's death, Rita was murdered, Deb's death. He, he said he was cursed. He put on the face pretty well. And I just was really happy that, yes, it seemed convincing, but Angela still wasn't having it. She, she wasn't sitting there like Harrison was where he was just kind of like, OK, she literally says all this stuff to him about, you know, Harrison doesn't need therapy. You need therapy. You're messed up. I was so happy that she called him out majorly for abandoning Harrison and basically being like, oh, you can't deal with your shit. So now you you ruin your son's life pretty much. No wonder he hates you. I thought that was all exactly what we hoped. And if it was a lesser show, she would have just been like, all right. Yeah, I understand. I love you. But I still you hurt me. You know? Yeah, I was so glad that Angela was like, bro, therapy. What the hell? (laughs) It's interesting because when he's like, are you going to keep my secret? And she's like, oh, yeah. God, just go. At yeah. first, I was like, since I'm rooting for Dexter always, I was like, ah, it sucks. But I, too, was so glad that Angela was like, what the fuck? Get the fuck out. It's a good explanation, right? Take the murder out. And you can't blame the guy for wanting to get out. In that situation, like, technically, he didn't lie. Yeah. All of those things. I mean, he basically was saying he was suicidal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's true to the extent I don't know that Dexter would ever like I don't know the science and the brain functions of sociopaths and whether or not they're like, I don't know, whatever. But it was a pretty genuine response and not a lie. So I liked that. But I was the whole time wondering, I'm like, is faking your own death a crime? And he literally says it that it's not, which yeah. I'm surprised by. You can just fake your own death since when? Yeah, he says, technically, it's not a crime, which fine. But at the same time, me as someone who's in living in 2021 would have to wonder why Angela didn't say, well, how did you get like a fake ID that can like register and stuff that passes my test and everything? Like, I believed you. You have a license. You have an identity. And, you know, he says as a joke early on in the season, Jim Lindsay was chosen on purpose because it's so vague and anyone can have that name. It's there's a million of them in the world. But that would be a question of mine. But, yeah, I was pretty happy with how the scene played out. Dexter with the whole are you going to keep my secret thing? Like, I don't know if it's worse this season or if I just forgot how much anxiety you get watching this show. Like, yeah. I remember, like, feeling anxious when he might get caught here and there. And our dad rewatched the season or the series pretty recently. And he said, like, yeah, Dexter stressing me out. But this is, like, so many things at once that that would just freak me out. Like, Angela could could call him out. He has no idea if she's going to keep a secret. Harrison's a major wild card. He's got Kurt. He's got Molly. It's just all 
all hitting them at once. Moving forward, if you're done with that bit for now, uh, so Molly, right? Dexter leaves and is immediately like, who? Who who could it be? Mm-hmm. It's he thinks it's Molly immediately because it's like this. Oh, she's this hot shot podcaster, like true crime podcaster. And I, I still love when he's like swiping through Mary fucking kill. And you mm-hmm. see Dokes as the Bay Harbor butcher. And then you see um, Trinity Trinity, too. I loved the scene of of him listening to it because she's so funny. Molly is so great. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, it was really cool to listen to that as like a true crime pod where she's actually saying what everyone was thinking about how they kind of just swept it under the rug. They let Dokes take the fall because he blew up and they didn't have to actually try him. And but she's calling it out saying, I don't think it's right. I got the contacts, the same one LaGuardia had. I found him on Reddit and he said that Dokes wasn't around during the Bay Harbor Butcher stuff. And just having her talk about the Bay Harbor Butcher like it's a real thing that like rocks the nation and stuff is yeah. just crazy. The vigilante thing. It was awesome to hear via the, her podcast. And our girl just was in the crosshairs all yeah. all freaking episode, whether it was from Dex in the beginning to Kurt later. She was almost dead like 50 times. You know, I really loved the scene of Dex plugging in his phone and recording it because at first I was like, what's he doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it took Alex for me to be like, oh, is she is he recording them? And I was like, oh, shit. Like it did. It didn't cross my mind. And then I was like, how does he know that charger's there? Like he has to be like, so well, that's actually shown in the beginning of this of the show. He does use that charger all the time. OK, good. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. I love Molly. I'm glad that she's not still a suspect of Dex's. Mm-hmm. It's not going to keep going. He he now knows that she's not a threat to him, really. She's just fully on the mat stuff, right. which is great. I mean, she's got good gut instincts. Like, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's funny good. and she's like a dumb bitch. And I love that about her. But, but a dumb bitch in done. like a funny way. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone I want to hang out with. Dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> <You know? laughs> I actually didn't think at all about the recording thing just because for me personally again that would add majorly to the stress and i've seen that thing go wrong so many times in tv shows where you're trying to record and then they catch you and it's like this huge thing i mean really it's hilarious to me that they show that it's recording by showing that the phone is face up with it yeah recording and no one noticed whether it's the bartender yeah that they're kind of doing their own thing so they probably wouldn't notice but it was funny to me like Put that shit face down, Dex, and tell us another way it was recording. I know. And let's dive into Mad Daddy because he's unhinged, right? I mean, she's sniffing around and I mean, she's being a little aggressive and I'm like, damn, this sucks. Don't do it, girly. Like, don't fucking do it. First, before we get into this, mm, I'm trying to think, did Mad Daddy try and kill that girl or abduct that girl before or after the Molly stuff? Before. So the whole thing with Mad Daddy, Kurt, is... Let's start from the beginning here because I oh, when he mega punches the corpse in the face. Yeah, like I don't know (laughs) anymore about this freaking blackmail thing. Like he just seems crazy right now. Like he seems like one of those like serial killers. That's kind of like Dexter where there's a certain way you need to kill. There's a certain thing you need to do. And it's an obsession and it breaks away at you or eats away at you, whatever you want to say until you get it done. And the fact that he couldn't get it done right with the purple hair girl, I forget her name is killing him. So that was a crazy scene where he's just like punching at that face. Like I was watching and I was like, there's Phantom of the Opera right there, which he's putting like the mask on the side of her face. 
And it's obviously confirmed now. You know, this is the first time we're confirming, confirming that he's actually doing the taxidermying that we saw in whatever episode it was when you yeah. saw them taking the blood away. I mean, he's every piece. And we're still wondering where Oil Daddy comes into this CEO, Oil Correct. Daddy, whatever. But he just seems like he's a crazy bastard right now. And he goes from that to going to the restaurant, the diner to see this girl and he's thinking he's getting another one and the boyfriend shows up and he's all pissed off. And then Harrison shows up and he's trying to like keep a straight face. And it's just crazy. I mean, it's crazy how he works. He plays like the nice guy, rich guy car. Like here, take some money. You need anything? Like, what can I do for you? And then, yeah, damn, it's, um, it's definitely seeming like he's just a killer to me now. Yeah. And it is interesting. I, I can't wait to find out why he's doing this and why this is his M.O. because he obviously takes care of these girls after. Yeah. Seemingly, he does it for the sport. He doesn't want to screw with their face and then he takes care of them after. But then he obviously has anger issues when it doesn't go his way, yeah. as we've seen over and over again. It was interesting to see him be slightly standoffish to Harrison after that near miss with the girl and the boyfriend comes and gets her. Mm -hmm. It is interesting because Harrison obviously just loves him. And I don't blame Harrison. I mean, he's looking for a father figure. Dex is screwing up left and right. Dex already had a thousand strikes on him from mm -hmm. the start. There was no way that Harrison and Dex were just going to get along from the jump. So I don't know. I think their relationship is really interesting. I don't want to skip over the Molly stuff yet, obviously, but the wrestling match was awesome. First of all, Dexter at a sporting event is so funny to it's me. Ridiculous. Like, has he ever yeah. been to one sports yeah. and him? I don't know. He's so creepy. Matt daddy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of, would you think this was creepy if he wasn't him? And I'm like, probably not. I don't yeah. know him being like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. We'll get into that majorly in depth in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I think Matt Daddy, the way that he is in that town, like a, a, a huge head figure or figurehead, yeah. figurehead, <laughs> head figure, <laughs> figurehead for the town. And and it's such a small town. And also the fact they literally say he's like an honorary coach because he's been there for so long. You know, I don't think it's too crazy, but the fact that Dexter knows what he knows, but can't tell Harrison and Harrison has no trust in Dexter right now. It's just all screwed up. And that's what we'll get into in a second. But rewinding back to Molly, Kurt, Matt, daddy's going crazy. He needs his next victim. He thinks he has it for, at, with the girl at the diner. I actually wanted to bring up the fact that now I am a little bit happier that there is a more of an explanation to this diner because maybe I missed it. You didn't say it either. Maybe you missed it. Maybe we both missed it. But the fact that it's a truck stop, makes it a lot better for him and why it's his home base because there's so many people always hitchhiking around there trying to like yeah. catch the bus or whatever. Cause when I first see the girl, I'm like really another freaking person trying to hitchhike. Like this is ridiculous. But then it's the truck stop. It's where the bus is and she's asking for money and it makes sense. And that's kind of where like Harrison was heading, you know, so I'm all good with that now, but going back to Molly, she gets out of, well, I guess she doesn't get out of Dexter's crosshairs yet, but so she's in Dexter's crosshairs. He, he's he's checking this thing out. He wants to know what he's got to do about it. He's recording them. Like you said, she was being a little pushy, but that's, that's reporter 101. Like, basically, she's just like, listen, I know what the deal is. Give me what I want. Or, I mean, it's almost like blackmail, but it's like 
give me what I want or I'm going to report on it and it's going to go out. So why don't you just give me your side of the story and then Matt's side of the story. And he gives his side of the story saying that Matt was on a bender and whatever. He's hiding out in his cabin. I'll take you there if you uh, want to come with me. So now he has his next option. And Dexter hears it on the recording and he's like, so what the heck is the deal here? Matt is not alive. Matt is not there. Why would Kurt ever bring her there? What is he trying to do? Now, this is where I want to get your opinion. We get to this cabin, right? And Dexter's watching. And he does say it in his monologue where he's like, if I let Kurt kill her, it takes her out of the picture. You know, and (laughs) that's where you're getting into like the whole couple episodes ago. You're like, Dexter's a good guy. And it's like, wait, he's not, but he is, right? You know, because he doesn't want her to die. And I guess technically having her die would like be good for him in his in his mind right now because he thinks she's the one going after him but he still decides to intervene and it's a bad intervene in a way where you're putting yourself majorly in the crosshairs of now pretty much to you meaning dexter a confirmed serial killer yeah i think that matt daddy did have like not serial killer suspicions of dex but just basic suspicions of him i mean the scene on the front porch but this was (laughs) Molly going with him insane. Yeah. Mad daddy thinking that he could just talk to her in that freaking bar and be the last person who talked to her and then just go kill her. And she goes missing. Insane. Dex barging in insane. Everyone is making rash decisions. But I'll tell you, watching Mad daddy get so flustered when Dex is busts in is like, hey, we might as well just go check. And then he's like, bathroom, bathroom, like jacuzzi. he, He. I love when he immediately is. Well, yeah, what's up with uh, serial killers in bathtubs? Yeah, but the camera. I mean, all these girls never saw a camera in their life. Dax was like, boom, camera, camera, <laughs> door locks from the outside. Let's go. Yep. He knows it right yeah. away. Dexter's done this before where he plays like the good guy card and he, you know, he comes down the cellar thing and he's like, I was driving by. I thought I saw some kids, you know, trying to break into the cab and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't anything crazy. Then he does like the whole what are you two doing down here where it's like you're 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 pushing it a little bit. But then when he's like, oh, Matt, I want to talk to Matt. What's up, buddy? Like, let me say hi to him. And then, you know, okay, this is bullshit because everyone knows that there's no connection to Matt and Dexter other than like I sold you the gun and and (laughs) he doesn't like Matt. But people don't really know that. But still, there should be no connection where he's saying I want to talk to Matt. Then he literally just barges through the door. And now you have an enemy in Kurt and you know you do. So Dexter fully, he just took a chance, took that risk. And now he does have Molly on his side, which it ended up being good for our girl Molly because he takes her home. They have the conversation where he finds out via the recording and via uh, the ride home that she's really just there for Matt. But now she knows, like, I think I was about to die. Like, she's like, I think I was about to be a victim here. Yeah. And now Dexter can be away from Molly, know that she's not the issue. But now he gets Kurt. Matt Daddy has a big problem. It's kind of hard on the scale here. Which one's more of an issue? Yeah. And going back to the cabin, first of all, if anyone knows Matt, they know if he he must have left. That place would have been in shambles. There would have been bottles and shit everywhere. Fuck that. That guy is a hot mess. Two, not that I would want to put my girl Molly in danger because I love her, but she's like my new Hannah McKay. I needed her. <laughs> but um, 
I would have liked to see how it played out. Like Molly is stays vigilant. She had her spray in her hand. It's not like Matt's daddy had a gun. I assume his play would have been to just lock her in from the outside. Yeah. And no like physical altercation really. But that would have been, I assume, oh, I guess not. Like, I guess Matt daddy really does walk his, his victims right into that room. Like, willingly right yeah, this would have yeah. been his first one where he's like get in there and it's not supposed <laughs> to be like that to, to him do. ever yeah yeah giving molly props like you said she had her pepper spray out pretty much the moment they went down the stairs yeah and to your point by the time matt daddy is calling for matt she's done with it she knows it's not a real thing yeah and then the fact that He's banging on the door. There's no answer. Then Dexter saves her. Then there's even more banging on the door. And you could tell he's getting flustered and there's no answer. They're both knowing this is totally bullshit. Once someone is bringing you to a cabin, right? They're bringing you to a cabin. They're bringing you to a room where your son's staying or whatever. And they open those like underground yep. cellar doors. You're dead. You're yep. dying. What the I, fuck? I was wondering what was going to happen here before it went into the whole Dexter's just going to decide to go down the cellar and save her pretty much. Like I thought he was going to stand there and he's having this narration where he's saying, you know, if she does die, it, it might be okay yeah. for me. I thought he was going to start pushing her down the cellar right there. So Dexter would see visibly like shit's going down and then he has to kind of make that decision. But I guess it gives more credit to Dexter that he made the decision anyway. Like yeah. just guessing because he has that serial killer instinct that, you know, his spidey senses were tangling. Serial killer senses were tangling here. And he just assumed that shit was going to go down. So he he saved her. And, you know, now you have a funny situation where Kurt, Matt Daddy, if he is a serial killer, which we know he is, he probably has the same senses tingling that Dexter does being like Dexter's probably got some sketchy shit going on. Maybe he killed my son. And now we already know that once we get to the wrestling match that Matt daddy right away is like, you want to go dude? Like this, this shit's done. They're done. Yeah. To me, it is insane and good. You know, I liked it that the writers aren't wasting any time. There's no like, Oh, what's he up to anymore? Dex is like, fuck, this is the guy Angela's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah. knew it right away. And that was hot. I liked that. Yeah. I mean, if we want to move on to the wrestling match, Basically, Harrison starts. Well, I guess we can talk about Harrison in general because yeah, let's he's talk just Harrison going around banging Audrey, sneaking into her room. Um, Alex was wondering if he went in there to hurt her. And I was like, no, I think he genuinely likes Audrey, like, like really likes her. And I think that there definitely is a difference between Harrison and Dexter. Mm -hmm. Whereas Dexter doesn't feel a single thing like besides oh, yeah. maybe for his dad and Deb, but like he doesn't feel anything. I think Harrison is like fighting the instinct. Oh, yeah. And of course, like Dex would never tell a girl in high school that he mm -hmm. wants to hurt everyone all the time. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was an intense conversation. And Audrey's the best. Yeah. I mean, she's he's a freaking catch. And she's hanging out with this crazy motherfucker. And I hope you noticed that he had the freaking straight blade in his back pocket. In his back pocket. When he's generated a banger. You know, that's when so, she said it. That's yeah, when Alex I, said it. I definitely think 100% that he thinks Audrey's the only person he can talk to. And it's ridiculous yeah. that that's the conversation that happened because 
it goes two ways here. You know, you have that teenage angst thing that you never really know what they really mean when they're saying certain things. And it could just be like symbolism and this and that. And, and, you know, he says the first strike is pretty much saying like, I, I wanted to hurt Ethan. And she was like, yeah, but it was self-defense. Like you had to do what you had to do. And then he was like, there was another incident where a guy tried to touch me and I had to do the same kind of thing. And she's like, yeah, but it was self-defense. And if anybody messed with me, I kill him too. You know, and then he's like nunchucks. Yeah. Right. And then he's, (laughs) and then he's like, yeah, but I just want to like kill everybody. Like, you know, like, I mean, and then I was hoping she was going to be like a little bit of a red flag there, but she also kind of said, listen, and this part was actually good for the two of their connection, even though it was, I think not right. She still says like, you know, I get it. I dealt with a lot of stuff when it comes to abandonment and, you know, my mom leaving me and I had rage and and then my dad dying. I had rage and we're both outcasts. We're both survivors, you know, the two of us. And then they kiss or whatever. That's a good scene between the two of them. But I just think that she should have caught a little bit better that he's pretty much saying, like, I want to freaking hurt people and everybody, not just Ethan, not just somebody trying to attack me, everybody. Yeah. And instead of realizing that she just bangs him instead. Yeah. Um, I just want to clear this up because. I feel like I've seen things online and there was some confusion that Iris was going to be Audrey's mom, which is not true. So Audrey's mom was white. Yes. And her dad was from the Seneca Nation. When the mom left, the dad had her and then married Angela. But then the dad died when the dad died. Angela raised her. So then I guess her stepmom and her dad were then from Seneca Nation. But she still feels like an outcast because her mom is white. She doesn't fully fit in. Right. Because I think they said something about they don't accept you if you're not fully Seneca. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, which is, you know, relevant in a lot of different cultures right people don't fit in race racially wise if if you're mixed a lot of people don't know which um one to resonate with and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah so i liked that a lot i think that adds some dimension to audrey a lot which is good so then i mean (laughs) uh angela just busts in is like are you guys fucking serious harrison get the fuck out of here also since what does harrison know to just like climb in her window I was yeah. like, boy. And it's the cop's house. So he's, you know, he's playing with some fire. I but mean, her with that nunchuck, the nunchucks were fire. Yeah, I loved that, that was hilarious. That was awesome. She's yeah. like, I hope she gets more in the next four episodes, more to do. You know, I think that this actress is really good. And I think that right now she's kind of being on the back burner, just as like, you know, not a main character, but she's still there. I, I hope that she gets some more to do in the next couple episodes. Seems like she probably will because she's going to be the only person on Harrison's side for the most part, besides Kurt, of course. But the big thing I want to talk about here, I think the most important thing in the episode is this therapy session, which was yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know how bad Dexter is with saying things, but the shit that was coming out of his mouth was just unbelievable, especially with him saying like me and Rita's marriage fell apart and Harrison's like, bro, she died. She was killed. What are you talking about? And then Dexter kind of looks at him like hoping that he didn't know that maybe or something. Yeah. But, but then he doesn't even say that. He's just like, oh, I thought you didn't remember, like kind of being like, you don't remember. Right. Because that was always his fear. And that's yeah. always like the dark passenger thing. But even that he just doesn't ever, ever articulate what he means 
And that whole therapy session, it was just so crazy, so stressful. The fact that Harrison straight up says, like, I feel abandoned right now in this situation was so true. Dexter didn't do anything right. The entire episode, even besides the therapy, I was like, these two just need to freaking sit down and talk, man. They need to talk. This is killing me. They need to talk about this. I think Dexter this season in New Blood isn't written like he was before in the fact that he was better before at at being able to dodge things. And when he has to give him information, he gives enough to or lies. You know what I mean? If you have to lie, but not lie like on things that are facts. Like when he said our marriage fell apart, I was like, what? Did Did I forget something like I was confused by that? And and even like the whole. How do you feel about her being murdered? He's like, it was a long time ago. I made my peace. And Angela herself told him, like, you need to give Harris, throw him a bone here. And if you don't want to throw him the bone that she was murdered and like admit it fully. And then obviously I'm a killer and blah, blah, blah. You could at least be like, it killed me that she was murdered. And it's part of the reason why I am here. You don't have to say, like, because I fake killed myself. But you could say, you know, it killed me. It tore me apart. And it's part of the reason why I'm in this position that I'm in now. But instead, he's just like, eh, it was a long time ago. I made my peace, you know. And Harris is just sitting there basically, like, about to cry the whole time. Yeah. Or even, like, just let afterwards or, or during just be like, ask me any questions you may have. And like, he doesn't even have to just make it up on the spot, right? He doesn't have to tell a story. He could just say, it killed me, like you said. And you can ask me any questions you want about that. If, if you have questions about the day I found her, if you have, because que- Dex, you lived it. You can be honest. There's right. nothing about those stories besides the fact that it was Trinity Killer who did it. Like, you just act like a widower whose wife was killed by like a serial he did killer. in the normal series in the original series. Is that it, yeah. It's just I didn't, a, yeah. I think he's just got a problem where he's doing the typical like I'm trying to hide things from Harrison to protect him, but then Harrison knows too much. And I don't think he realizes how much Harrison knows. So all this bullshitting, all these lies, him trying to play the card that you're saying where he can normally play people. It doesn't yeah. work with Harrison because Harrison knows the truth. So now all he feels is this is bullshit. And I was at least hoping that that scene when they're, he makes the stakes, which, by the way, man, Dexter loves making steak, man. I want him to make some steak for me, bro. And <laughs> they sit down at the table and Harrison goes to get up. I was hoping that he was just going to be like, listen, Harrison, I can't tell the full truth at this therapy. So let's sit down right now and we'll talk. And I just wanted that so bad. And instead Mm -hmm. we get Mm -hmm. the typical, you know, Harrison's been the angsty teen is just like, I hate you. And I'm going to go in my room. And then Dexter's like, fine. And then he goes away and then we're still waiting. And all this is pushing him towards Kurt. And again, we already said it. The serial killer senses are tingling, but Dexter can't tell Harrison this. So Dexter basically looks stupid to Harrison like basically just looks like he's being annoying to the the angsty teen not letting him get the job or not letting him hang out with Kurt or not letting him you know talk to Harrison during the wrestling match just because I don't like him because Dexter can't tell the truth and say Harrison I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer and I don't want him around you you know so it's just pushing Harrison away from him and towards Kurt and that's obviously the big issue here 
Yeah, I mean, Dex is the worst dad of all time. Period. <laughs> I mean, but even uh, when Harrison, <laughs> Harrison is such an angsty teen. You're right. When he comes home, he's like, "Well, did you even notice I was gone?" And he's like, yeah. "It's like, dude, you're mad at me when I'm all over you asking you questions, and now you're mad at me that I didn't watch over your bed. Like, what do yeah. you want from me?" And dude? it was it was funny too. Like Kurt last episode, Matt Daddy says. Hey, do something nice for the person that's pissing you off. So he does all the chores to start the episode, and Dexter's like, oh, that's really nice. And then he sees the job application, and Harrison walks in. Dexter shows him the job application. Harrison's playing, like, the whole, yeah, I talked to someone last night. Didn't admit yet that he didn't go to therapy. And, you know, I wanted to do this for you. Thanks for taking me in, blah, 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 putting a nice face on. And as soon as Dexter's like, I don't think you should get this job. He's like, I hate you. <laughs> you stink. I know. I'm going to my room. I know. All right, let's do the uh, wrestling match because it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a decently short scene. This fucking kid on the other team is there like, I'm going to bury you, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, come on. Why? You don't even know who you're saying that to. This guy's going to kill you on this mat. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. Dex being like, wow, like normal people are so weird. Yeah. Like, you know, encouraging this kind of violence on the mat, stuff like that. I thought it was a really good scene and I couldn't tell if Dex was like proud at all or just scared the whole time. I, I couldn't think, tell. I think that Dexter was scared. The dark pastor was going to come out and then it did. And, and at the same, it. yeah, I just want to go back to what you said earlier about how Dexter and Harrison are different. And we're talking about how Dexter kind of feels no feelings and, and Harrison feels all the feelings and Harrison's yeah. way more dangerous than Dexter because of that. Yep. When you feel all those feelings and all you want to do is hurt somebody and the rage explodes, that's the kind of serial killer that Harry was trying to make sure Dex wasn't going to be. Now we have a problem for Harrison. And, you know, this scene, we get to it. Dexter walks in. Again, you said it was so funny. It is that Dexter's sitting there watching and being like, this is crazy. Normal people are cheering for people beating the shit out of each other pretty much. And it's so weird, but you're rooting for Harrison to beat the shit out of this kid. It's this, it's the Dexter syndrome. Like, you know that he's yeah. a, probably a killer or something like that. Something's wrong with him. But you were like, this kid, you better kick his ass. You know, the kid's mm -hmm. an ass to, to Harrison. And I was sitting there watching and I said, whatever he does to the kid, he's just not going to stop. So he puts him in the headlock and I was like, all right, he's just going to like choke him out. Then there's a little bit of a pause and cracks his arm man, and everyone freaks out. Logan goes running to him. Kurt. Uh, we, we didn't really get to the part where uh, let's rewind a second. The kid, you know, headbutts him to start and he sees blood and he see, sees red pretty much. <laughs> the symbolism of seeing red. Kurt yeah. says to him, pretty much hurt him. Like, you know, channel this rage. Go get him, son. And he breaks the kid's arm. Logan goes after him. The two teams are going to fight. Dexter's like ready to start walking down there. And again, it's so funny because, you know, Dexter would kick the shit out of anybody who goes near him. Yeah. And Kurt's kind of like holding him, giving him like a hug, kind of being like, you did great, son. And then Dex is like, get the hell off him. And it's so funny how it looks, because without being able to explain what happened between Molly and Kurt and now Dexter knowing he's a killer, Dexter and Kurt just look like squabbling little kids. And Logan I mean, says it. Yeah, well, Dexter's like, give it a rest to Kurt, because Dexter at this point's like, what is your angle here? Stop yeah. it. Like, I know you're a murderer. I know you're murdering all these 
girls. So I'm sure Dex is thinking out and thinking through Mad Daddy's motives and MOs. And, you know, like he's like, what does Harrison have to do with any of this shit? Yep. If not, like, oh, Dexter's probably thinking this guy thinks I killed his son. So he's going after my son. I mean, that's you know what, what he I mean? said. He says it's not great that I'm killed a serial killer's son. That's what yeah. he says when he figures right. out that he thinks that he's a serial killer. Yeah. So and then Matt Daddy's <laughs> Kurt doing the whole you want to go. And it's like, geez, man, like, you we know, we know, like we know from this point in Kurt's six episodes that he's a killer, but he's not a Dexter kind of killer where he could fight. He's just like, hey, girl, go out there and I'll shoot you kind of killer, you know? Um, Correct. So we know Dexter would whoop his ass, but then it leads directly to the scene with Angela. But to end the Dexter and Harrison situation, of course, right when this shit's going down and you want more talking to go down and Harrison's like, why do you hate Kurt? And Dexter's like, I just don't like him, which, again, is the worst thing to say, but there's nothing else to say at this point. Angela calls and again, Harrison says, oh, go talk to Angela. And he walks out and they're split. So it's, you know, Harrison and Dex, they're not working out at all. Um, but we have one more thing to talk about here, and it's the Angela situation. Just to fast forward through a couple things. Angela, smart Angela, has figures it out with the help of Molly, because Molly is the one who said, yeah, there's something going on here with Kurt. I want to interview him. It was right after Angela and Dexter's fight. So, so Angela's get get the hell out of here. But then she does take the advice and starts looking into it. She finds out with the help of Logan, reluctantly, Logan, that there's some kind of situation going on in these couple days where they start saying we're going to canvas the caves. Logan can't go. So I don't know who the backup guy is. The other some, cop, I forget his some name. Some string bean. Deputy Dewey dog. And yeah. <laughs> Deputy Dewey boy. And they go to the caves. I'm waiting for the bear the whole time. I don't know about you. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. you know, they get into this man-made tunnel. I would never go into that tunnel. You couldn't no. pay me. That thing was nope. so confined, ready to fall on you at any second. Never, never, never. I don't have too many phobias, but that's one of them. And I mean, I think that's what you're supposed to assume happened to Iris if you did come across her, right? Like, oh, yeah. there's a million rocks on her, but, like, what the fuck would she have been doing in that cave? Yeah, so... Angela finds the body. It's not Matt. It's very old. And she sees the bracelet and she confirms to herself that it's Iris. Now, do you think it's just like cold in there and it got preserved? Or do you think that it was like a Matt daddy, like ventriloquism? Not ventriloquism. <laughs> taxidermy. Taxidermy. Oh, imagine if all of a sudden he's ventriloquizing with them. Um, um, I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't like decompose into bones. It still is like a dead body, but it is like I don't think she would know it's Iris unless she saw like the bracelet on it and stuff. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Like it's buried under stones. I don't know. Maybe it was like, again, we were guessing that this is early work. So maybe before he was doing this, he was just throwing them down that hole that Dexter found in the caves or hiding them in the caves or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm mad because I really wanted her to find a taxidermied version of her. Yeah. Like we said, did. like posed like mannequin somewhere, you know, yeah. that's what I well, wanted out of more, it. Just not Iris. You know, there could be. I know, but for a real big wow moment, I know we don't know what Iris looks like. So for us, that wouldn't really be a wow moment. Yeah. But for Angela, it would be. 
I mean, this trend. Oh my God. Now you're making me say ventriloquist. (laughs) (laughs) This taxidermy (laughs) thing is going to pay off. It has to. Yeah. And when it comes to Angela finding the body, Dexter gets the call. And at first I was like, maybe she's just calling her boyfriend and being like, this stinks. I just found my friend. I wasn't actually thinking that she was going to be like, I need Dexter, the CSI investigator. Mm, I was thinking that. Oh, really? Everybody's on their high horse until they need our boy Dex, you know, and then, no, it's okay. We can use you now, Dex. And pretty much that ends the episode. So let's hit the trailer really quick before we end. Not too much that I want to talk about. I don't want to spoil anything, but back to my theory that I was saying that Matt Daddy is going to get caught. Well, the flash in the trailer shows him getting arrested. So we're getting there. So I I don't think he's going to be the very, very end game. I think next episode they are going to catch him and it's going to fall apart for him. He's way too unhinged and he's way too sloppy right now. Just trying to pick up random chicks and throw them in the cabin. Molly's going to be a part of it. So that was a big thing to see in the trailer. So after that happens in in episode seven, whether it's my theory that he's still going to get out of it because he's rich and, and you know, they're somehow going to get him out of it and he needs to get onto Dexter's table because of it. I don't know, but I thought it was cool to see that in the trailer again, all freaking rise, man. They're not messing around Four more episodes. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's going to be good. Not too many huge uh, theories for the end. I think, I, I mean, we, we string them through the whole episodes, but two things I want to say before yeah. we end the hilarious okay. scene to me when Logan and Dexter are talking about relationship advice, when Dexter's trying to think he's going to talk to yeah. Logan about his girlfriend, but he finds out yeah. that they're broken up. I forget so the dumb. exact line, but Dexter like, playing off when he's trying to get the advice is just cracking me up. And then Kathleen, your boy Dex, when he's leaving the cabin, hits Matt Daddy with a you betcha on his way uh, out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Every no, time he says money. you betcha, I go, you betcha. You Same betcha. Time. Yeah, that was I love that. All right. We good. Take us home. Okay. That was a good episode. Um, Catch us next week. We'll be back with episode seven. Uh, if you like what you heard, give Binge on TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email at binge at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram. DM us on Twitter with any theories you may have. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, we also have some cool stuff coming out on Patreon soon. We have two different tiers. Go check us out at patreon.com slash TV. Patreon.com slash TV. Um, if you don't know this about us, if this is your first time listening to Binge Town, there's usually seven of us. So we flip flop around. Me and Jimmy are the resident Dexter obsessed. Uh, Luke was going to join, but he's not he didn't uh, end up hopping on these. But there's seven of us and we're all a bunch of dummies and we love each other. So go listen to our other ones. Check out our other friends. There's five other ones you haven't even met yet. But uh, yeah. Got anything else to say, James? Nope. All right. Love y'all. You betcha. You betcha. Thanks for listening. And thanks for listening.